What you're about to listen to is a live study of Book of Matthew, and if you would like to take part in these live studies on either YouTube or Twitch, be sure to join our Discord where you can find a link to both channels and also a schedule. So we're on Matthew 5, verse 17 is where we start. Yes, Jesus fulfills the law. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Hmm. And that's the thing that I that's the thing that I that I experience that a lot of people don't understand. It's also a thing that we hear right. Ray Comfort say a lot in his videos when he right. does the evangelism, is that people don't understand what Jesus actually did on the cross, that it's not he didn't come to destroy the law, like he said he came to fulfill the law. So the law of the Jews, that the six hundred and thirty seven whatnot commandments that yeah. God gave them. Right. Jesus yeah. came to fulfill that law so that they don't have to follow all of those commandments anymore, but just the ten ones that he then gave them. And then trust mm. on him alone for their salvation and repent. So that they don't mm. have to because essentially what it is, in my understanding, is that it's not about your works. You know, before that it was to some extent you could say it was up to them. You know, they had to they had to, to live yeah. up to all these commandments and they could of course sacrifice right. animals to Yeah, they had to like Yeah. They had to like, you know, somewhat offer their own righteousness as part of you know, fulfilling the law, you know, yeah. it's like you had to, you had to sort of earn your way to heaven. It seemed like works were a part of it in, in that part, uh, in the Old Testament. Yeah, it was definitely like following the law. And if you mm. didn't, it was, there was a way to like, you know, confess your sins upon a lamb. Yeah. And the more spotless the lamb was, the greater its sacrifice would be, the more perfect it was, the greater it would be at covering the the stench of your sin or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really know. That's a very interesting topic to like it is. get into the old Testament law and how that worked and why did it work? And, you know, was salvation something that was offered to people? Yeah. I think, I think honestly, in my opinion, it's something very similar to what God did for Abraham when he said that God imputed, God uh, <laughs> imputed righteousness upon Abraham. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was something that was given to him. Um, not because, you know, he had, you know, necessarily earned it, but because God saw that his heart was desiring yeah. to be righteous. Yes. And I think, I think you see that like when people are like, well, Paul was a really good, bad guy and he got saved. So God can save everyone. I'm like, well, I think that one of the first things that God does or that you do, or sort I guess is the prerequisite to being saved is a heart that in some sense wants righteousness. Mm. A heart that loves and adores wickedness is cast into the fire. Like yeah. God does not redeem hearts like that unless he has a specific plan for that person who really, it's like, it's complicated, right? Like that person yeah, doesn't really love wickedness. They're just deceived. Mm. But there are some people that really do love wickedness and are not deceived and they know what they're doing is wrong and they love it. Yeah. And like it's like that murderer guy that we watched. That guy yeah. who was like, "Yeah, I killed like a million women or something," and he yeah, was happy yeah. about it. it. Was and a it's like specific number eighty-seven. I really enjoyed. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah, exactly. And he enjoyed Horrible. the one that he drowned or something yeah. like that the most. And it's like, okay, you know, like yeah. that person is yeah, somebody a special who place loves in hell for someone like that. Yeah, yeah, literally, right? There's a literally a special place in hell for someone like that. Yeah, and so because you can say, well, David, um you know, kill people and Paul had people put to death and everything else. But they thought what, like, for example, with Paul, he thought what he was doing was right. Like he yeah. thought these people were, were blaspheming his God. And he thought, he thought what he was doing was right, but he was deceived. And so God saw that he had a heart that desired to do the right thing, but he was deceived. And so God saves many people like that who do, who, who need to, and the biggest barrier between you, your salvation and not is your humility. If you don't have humility, you can't be saved because humility says, yeah, I have sinned. Right. Yeah, and that's yeah. that you have to be humble enough to recognize mm -hmm. that you have sinned, you know? Yeah. That's the repentance of the, you know, the, the message of the gospel, the repentance of it, that you have to be able to see that you're a sinner, that you need a savior instead mm -hmm. of being like, Oh, I'm so great. I don't need anyone. I can work my way into heaven. I can earn my salvation. No, you can't. Nope. Nobody can. <laughs> it's just, yeah. That's why you need Jesus. It's that simple. Yeah. So it, it's, it's funny that you mentioned complication and you say that the law is complicated and I'm like, yeah, it is. But then when you turn it on its head, the gospel of Jesus Christ is on the other hand, extremely simple. You know, even a toddler could kind of understand what it means. Yeah. 
it's incredibly both complex and simple. Yes. You know, like it's, it's, it's a complex what God did, yeah. but the part that you need to understand yeah. is incredibly simple. Yes. And it's like, number one, God has a moral law that he's written upon our hearts and is present throughout the entire universe. And that moral law is anything that deviates from God's perfect nature is a sin. And so you've done that a hundred percent, all of us. Absolutely. And then number two, God is also righteous and just, and all things must be accounted for in the same way that if a judge was like, you're going to jail because you said I'm, I'm fat. And then another, another person comes in and then says, well, you're going to jail or actually, you know what? You raped and murdered three girls. You're not going to jail. It's okay. Like that, that judge would be evil. Corrupt, yes. Corrupt. And so God sees our sin and says, I have to give you due punishment because what you did was wrong. Yeah, can't let you go. And so then Jesus comes along and says, okay, well, I'll I'll take that punishment for them. And then if you accept that he's done that, you accept that transfer. Like God is going to hold you. If you want to take on your sins, you go to hell. But if you want to give your sins essentially to Christ and to repent, that's what you're doing really is you're Mm -hmm. like, taking your little basket of sin and you're saying, Jesus, please take this from me. And Jesus takes that and, and his, the perfect spotless lamb covers a multitude of sins. And then you are to repent and trust alone Jesus Christ for your salvation. You don't trust in your works. You trust in Jesus. Yes. And that's it really. It's like, you know, you've sinned. God's going to send you to hell. Jesus died so that you didn't have to go to hell, repent and trust in him. You go to heaven. It's really simple. You know, you don't have to understand all of the amazing intricacies of it, you know, but yeah. And so. the beauty of it, just to, just the last thing I want to say before we move, move on to the next verse is that when you say that, you know, he says, trust in me alone, repent of your sin. And the people are like, well, how do I know I can trust him? Well, you know, you can trust him because Jesus is God and God cannot lie because God is morally perfect. So when Jesus promises you eternal life by trusting him alone for your salvation, that's what's going to happen because he can't lie. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple, really. Okay, let's move. On. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. I'm not entirely certain what jot or tittle means. It's like old language. Is that title or tittle? It says tittle, T I T T L E. One tittle. Okay. Um, he's talking about uh, his word. So verily I say unto you, to heaven and earth pass, not one jolt, or, or one jolt, 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 blah, 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 blah. jot, jot, whatever, yeah. jolt, jot, one, yeah. one jot or one uh, tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. In other scriptures, in other versions says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words right, will essentially one, yes. never. Yeah. That's that scripture right okay. there. Okay. Um. The next one is is very relevant to what we just talked about. Nineteen. Whosoever yeah. there, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments, and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoso, uh, but whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And the funny thing is, Jesus was the only one that actually did that. Yeah. That, that um kept them yes. and taught them because <laughs> he's talking about the entire law. Like he can, when he yeah. says this whole section, where he says, I came to fulfill the law. So as I, in verse 17 says, I think not that I've come to destroy the law of the, or the prophets. I come to destroy. Um, I come, I, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. When he says that he came to fulfill the law, um, he is the perfect spotless lamb. Yeah. Right. So, you know, like the whole law, 637 some statutes that you know say this is what you have to do this is what you can't do um he is the perfect answer to that yeah you know yeah because he was the he was the only sinless man that ever lived the only person on the planet on the surface of the planet who ever lived that was sinless so he's the only one who can actually fulfill and teach the law or teach the commandments and also uphold them and not lead people astray and all that. So that's, you know, he's great. There's none good but God, right? <laughs> mm, right. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, 
ye shall in no case enter into, into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, which is basically, he's saying, look, it's impossible for you by your own righteousness to come into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Because the scribes and Pharisees were considered, you know, very... Um, Righteous. Uh, no, um, beholden. I don't know. They, they followed the law very, very exactly. Like yeah. they were like extreme. Extremely literal. Reli- on it, yeah. Like, like there are religious zealots today. Yeah. Yeah. These people would put those people to shame in terms of their dedication <laughs> yeah. to yeah. the law. Like they live their lives. They, they lived the law in they most did. part. Yeah. They did. Like they, their entire being was surrounding the law. And it's, he says that you have to exceed that. How? Yeah. How I mean, do you we do can that? barely stop from swearing sometimes when we yes. play video games. Yeah. It's like, how can we, how can we ever, ever? And the answer is you can't. No, you can't <laughs> you know? do that. No. That's why he came to fulfill the law. Because yeah. there's something in that that I don't quite understand yet, but I, I get the essence of it, but I don't understand how to put it into words. And it, like the fulfill part, like what does that mean? You know? And I think it has something to do with, like, he lived the law. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. like, there's the law was always pointing towards something. Yeah. Like, to fulfill something. Like, I have an order here, right? And my order says that, that you need to bring me 10 bottles of Coke and three pieces of cheese and blah, 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 right? Yeah. In order to fulfill my order, mm-hmm. you need to bring me all the things of which I have demanded. Yes. Or asked for or whatever, or paid for or whatever, right? So yeah. when it says fulfilled, to fulfill the law, it means something like that. Like there's there was something that the law pointed to, like the fact that, that you have to be perfect and that somehow the law is more than just a list of rules, that it was something that needed to be fulfilled mm. and that Christ, by living a perfect sinless life, it's almost like it's almost like he's saying that the law was always pointing towards my coming. Yeah. You know? I think it was. I mean, in the old in the Old Testament, as far as I know, uh, Jesus was yeah, there's mentions of mul- Jesus everywhere, yeah, multiple yeah. times. I mean, so many times that they mention him and the coming of the Messiah and the Savior and all that. So definitely, the the Old Testament was leading up to his coming. It was, and I think you're right. The fulfillment of the law is him essentially doing all the things that were stated that should be done in the law, but more than that, not just like you said, living by those rules and regulations and all that, but actually becoming it. So that when when you trust on him, well, you essentially get the you don't become yeah. like him. He but, was but, like the spotless. He was yeah. like he fulfilled the law in the sense yeah. that that he was he kept the entire law. Yeah, and then as a result, his death and subsequent resurrection is your um, prop- propitiation for your sins. Yeah. Yeah, because he he kept the entire law, so he fulfilled the law in one man. Yeah, the so all much. of the law was fulfilled and was met and was kept by one man, who then perished and died. And it's funny because remember talking about later on it says in Matthew that if they hate you, they or if they hate you, they hated me first. Yeah, and that the student is not greater than the master. It's like people will, um, he was perfect, right? Like he yes. in that whole section it talks about how how Jesus is like, you know. Um, if they hated, if they hated me in, in, in saying that, like, I was perfect. I fulfilled the whole law. I did everything perfectly. There will be no greater man, but Jesus is yeah. what he was saying. Yeah. And so then they will hate you even the more. So I think that's what it means is that he was the, um, he was the, the real deal, the real general genuine article. He's kind of yeah. like, you know, like how, um, I don't know if you know this, but they used to like, um, set how much we weigh things based on like a unit that was like kept in like some sort of weird container that like, you know, proved that that one ounce was one ounce because this thing is one ounce. That's how we used to weigh things. I think, I think that's even how we still base weight on things is based on a unit somewhere in the world that is uh, constantly measured like perfectly to know that this is how much announces do you know what i'm talking about or am i just completely losing you i, no, no, I feel no, like no, i'm losing you no 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 i'm, I'm just intently listening because it makes a lot of sense you have a you have a standard by which you measure everything else and yeah. that standard never changes it's always the same yeah that makes a lot I of forgot. sense i forgot what i was talking about so no but then, i think you were you were talking about it in relation <laughs> to jesus that jesus is the standard by which everything else is measured so he is the perfect 
man. He lived the perfect sinless life. And so in mm-hmm. order to access heaven, you have to go through him. He says that the only way to the Father is by me, right? He says that yeah. in the Bible. There's no other way to get into heaven but by trusting in Jesus. So when you stand before the judgment seat of God, which we've heard other people say, I can't remember who said that, but then he's sitting there at the right hand of God and you stand before the angels. They're like, hey, let me check if your name is in the in, is in the book of, uh, uh, what's it called? The book Lamb's of the, Book of Life. The yeah. Lamb's Book of Life, yeah, which is Jesus' yeah. book. Is his list yeah. of people that trust him that he allows to enter into heaven to be with, with God, right? And then yeah. the, the angel's like, let me check. And then he's like, so I see your name here, but uh, why is it that you are ac- allowed access? And then it's like you point to Jesus and say, because he said I could come, right? Because yeah. he says so. The thief like, on okay. the cross, right? It's yeah. like people want to understand, like some people out there want to preach that if you don't understand your theology correct, or they have this attitude that like, if you don't understand theology correctly, or you don't, it's kind of, Ray Comfort kind of exhibits this at some time, some points. Mm. And I know he what does, he's trying yeah, to do. He's bit. trying to give people the the correct gospel. And so we're not disparaging him. No, it's no, more no. to say that, that, that look, the proof that you don't have to have your theology correct and still go to heaven, at least, at least in the very beginning stages. Like if yeah. you become a Christian right now, you will still make it to heaven because you called upon the Lord. Even if yes. you didn't understand that you needed to repent and trust in Jesus Christ alone, if you didn't understand the gospel completely, it's just just the fact that you look to Christ and want to be yeah. saved that will that will earn your salvation. But as you progress, your so should, should your theology. Yeah, and I agree. the proof that we have of that is Jesus Christ's words. So if you guys understand this, there was three people that were crucified. Um, and one was Jesus. Well, I mean, there was more than that, but I'm saying at this moment in time where Jesus was crucified, there was two other people plus himself. Yeah. On the, so there was three the people. Mount where he was crucified. Yeah. Right. The, the Mount of Skulls or whatever it is. I don't, yeah. I don't remember what they call it, but um, and on his right, he had one person on his left. He had another person. There's yeah. three crosses. And I think it was on his right. Maybe, it could have been left. I mean, who cares really? But on one of his sides, there was someone who mocked him. That was the and right. And he was yeah. a murderer and a thief. Mm. And he mocked Christ. saying like, oh, you know, what, what's it? Would, would he show us your real power there, stupid guy? You know, you're yeah, not you really, really are son God, of God or whatever. Save yourself and us. Yeah. Yeah. And a crow came and picked out his eyes. And yeah. I, that was God being like, shut up. He was you mocking know? God. He got like, nah, yeah. nah, I ain't having yeah, it. Yeah. It's like you're mocking God in the most <laughs> yeah. glorious moment that he's done as a man yes. on earth, which is to die for our sins. It's yeah. like, that's that's the wrong time to mock God. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's um, never a right time to mock him, but that's like the ultimate. No, no. no but there's like, yeah, there's definitely it. times where it would have <laughs> yeah. been less, yeah. less deadly for you. Yeah. And so a crow came and plucked out his eyes. Then the thief knew that he what he did was wrong. He mm-hmm. had a repentant heart. And so God is always concerned about your heart, right? That's what yeah. we learned from that as well as, ma- as many, many other places. <clears throat> so he had a repentant heart. And he, he, he said, uh, remember me when you get to your kingdom or whatever he said. I'd have to yeah. go and look. But he said, yeah, remember me. paraphrasing, but um, yeah. The bit paraphrasing, right, because yeah. I don't have the scripture in front of me. Mm. And Jesus said, that on this day you will be with me in paradise. Yeah. So that guy didn't have his theology. That guy, like as far as we know, didn't receive the gospel in terms of, um, you know, like the way that Ray Comfort delivers it or the way that we deliver it. He didn't receive like perfect. All he did was recognize that he was a sinner and recognize that he needed Christ and he was repentant in his heart. Which yeah. the word repentant, if you don't know what that means, it means to um, see what you've done is wrong. Yeah, and, sorry for it. And not not be sorry, because people feel sorry. They say sorry when they feel bad. It's not about feeling bad. It's about recognizing. The feelings do come with it. Repenting does have feelings that come with it of apology and of sorry, but sorry alone is not repentance. Sorry is just, I feel bad because there's negative consequences. And so these negative consequences, I'm sorry, and then if I say sorry, these consequences go away. That's not what repentance is. Repentance is, is, not only feeling that, but understanding and knowing that what you've done is wrong and no longer wanting to be a part of it. Turning away There's from a it. big difference between saying, I'm sorry, God, please forgive me and repenting. I'm sorry means please don't send me to hell. I don't like that. Now I'm going to go back to my sin. And that's why there's so many false Christians that's true, out yeah. there. It's, not a get it's out, because get out they the say sorry yeah. to God and then they continue to sin. God does not hear them. God does not hear the prayers of the wicked, the Bible says. That's, true. Um, that's a sinner's prayer, so, essentially, what you're talking about right now. 
Well, the sinner's prayer is okay as long as it includes repentance. No, I mean, and I mean, when people say it for the sake of saying it, but they don't repent. They sure. Just they say it like the, a spell is what you're talking just about. They the words, yeah. People try and they're like, okay, I I, I got to do this spell. What's the, what's the secret? What's the this secret spell phrase words? phrase I can say to get into heaven. And then yeah. pastors go, repeat after me, mm. Father, in Jesus' name. And then people pray it and they think, okay, I did the spell, so now I'm going to heaven. And it's yeah. like, that's not the way it works. No. God looks at your heart. He says, many on that day will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And these yeah. are pretty amazing things. Casting out demons in his, in his name, you know, healing people in his name, uh, raising the dead in his name. Like those are pretty amazing things. You know, you would think that oh, that person must be closer to God because they're able to do those things, right? No, wrong. He said that you never knew me, right? And he also said, department for me, workers, because he says it both in Matthew. He says there's two times where people come and they try and show their works and there's also the parable of the virgins you know what i'm talking about yeah i mean i'm, I'm yeah. completely with you <laughs> and and he said depart from me uh you workers of uh, lawlessness so yeah um it, the lesson from that is that god looks at our heart and that we have to have a repentant heart yes because the bible also says that man has a deceitfully wicked heart and so if you don't have a if you don't turn from that you sin and become repentant in your heart that he knows that your intent and the intent of your heart is still wicked. It'll always be yeah. wicked to some extent, I believe, but the sanctification process yeah, will only begin once you actually repent and realize that you're wicked and realize yeah. that you need a savior because you cannot do this by yourself. Somebody in our community asked, can you take a break from being a Christian? Remember that? Yes, I remember that, yeah. This person, of course, will go unnamed because we're not here to shame anyone. No, not at all. But um, in our community, if, if you're in that place where you're asking like, is Christianity something that you can take a break from? You're not understanding what Christianity is. No. Christianity is not a religion, my friend. Christianity is not um, a set of rules, is it, Simon? No, it's a relationship with a very living, very real God who created and maintains the universe. I mean, Christianity is knowing Jesus Christ and loving him for what he did for us and who he is. It's not, yeah. like you said, it's not a religion. It's not like, oh, I have to go to church, uh, go to church on Sundays. I have to yeah. give oh, give money to the I poor and to charity. Laws right here. Yeah, yeah, I better follow know. these rules and regulations and all this stuff. <clears throat> no, it's not like looking to the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not lie, steal, kill, fornicate, uh, commit adultery, yeah. all those things. It's not looking right. to those commandments and then being like, oh, I have to not do these things because otherwise yeah. I won't go to heaven. That is it's, what religion essentially is, is working yeah. your way into heaven. What it is, yeah. is repenting and the Ten Commandments are the are the moral law of God, which is his way of instructing us in how he intended for us to live in the first place. I want to I say something. Yeah. A lot of people think the word repentance they equate that word as works. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Um, they look at, at repentance as though it's it's a type of work that you must do. And you they have don't to understand. Actively perform something. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like, okay, I gotta so, so okay, here's what's the spell again? I gotta say this prayer. No, 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 it's not that you gotta repent to believe in Jesus Christ. Okay, so I gotta I gotta do the spell. The spell is I have to repent. Okay. So I have to say sorry, and then I gotta trust in Jesus. And so they still think along the terms of like, what do I have to do yes. to be saved? It, no, it's not what you have to do. You have to realize you're evil. Simon is evil. I'm evil. No, I'm not. I'm a good person. Yeah, in our own our own little world, we're not evil, right? Like in our own little um perceptions of ourselves, according yeah. to men, yeah, we're not evil. It's like that, I didn't do what that guy did, so I'm not even yeah. Okay. But God says, if you have hate for your brother, you are a murderer. Yeah. He doesn't call you a murderer like, ah, you're a murderer, and that's cool. No, he says, you're a murderer, and you're going to hell for that. You're wicked. <laughs> so in comparison, he even says, um, if you give your son, if your son asks for a fish, you give him a fish, um, you know, you do so, and you're wicked, how much more will our Heavenly Father do for you when you ask of him? Yeah. Right? So he's he's always constantly telling us, like, look, in comparison, um, <laughs> we're evil, right? Yes. Picking up what I'm putting down. Yes, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm absolutely following what you're saying. And it's true because Jesus says in the Bible that there is none good but God. That the parable about the uh, the rich guy who comes to Jesus and says, uh, what must I do to earn my way into heaven? He thinks that he has to do something on him by himself. He thinks he has to rely on his own strength. And then yeah. Jesus says to him, go and sell all, all of your possessions, all of your belongings, and then yeah. come back to me and follow me. 
So he says, yeah. essentially, what Jesus says is, "Give up all of your earthly possessions that he know and he knew would uh, that this guy loved. This guy loved his materialistic possessions, his money, all that, his status, whatever yeah. he had." Yeah. And Jesus told him, "Give up all of this and then follow me." Essentially, what Jesus said is, "Give up everything that you hold dear and give your life to me. Dedicate yeah. yourself to me, and then trust me, and then you will go to heaven." And of course, the rich guy he couldn't do that because he loved his possession so Love much and then I, as far as i remember jesus said that uh i can't remember exactly what it is but he talks about rich people the chances of rich people going Cam- into heaven camel and head a needle, a needle. Yeah. yeah the chances of a rich person going into heaven are uh, the same as a or as great it's as a, a camel yeah a camel passing through the eye of a needle yeah yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. because and, and, yeah. and that's true because it's idolatry you worship your possessions you're not willing to give it yeah. up if you're not yeah. willing to give up that which holds you back that's idolatry because you yeah. place it before God. God says in the Bible, right. that in the, the first commandment, you shall have no other God but me. But that means yeah. you will be worshiping those things. Essentially, they become your God. People worship money yeah. these days, right? And, and it's I'm, really important to, to know. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was done. So just uh, yeah. So, so it's really important to know that re- repentance is not another act. Yeah. It's not another part of the spell that you do. Like people, again, they'll say, okay, what prayer do I have to do to get to heaven? What's the mm. spell? Like literally like casting a spell. Like you read from the book, Ashalaba, Hababa, Shaba, and you expect that when you're using these words that, you know, this magic will come out of you. And it's the same thing people treat this prayer for God. It's like, no, it's like the thief on the cross. Remember the thief on the cross. He's hanging on the cross, just like Christ. Mm-hmm. And he is he is recognizing the full weight. I am a thief. Yes. I am a I bad deserve to be man. Here. I deserve to be yeah. here. And he cries out. He says, Jesus, remember me. When you when you go into and, he, and Jesus saw his heart and saw that he yeah, just he was he he no longer wanted to sin. He was repentant. Yeah. Repentance is not a, a something that you actively do. It's a change of heart where you say, I am evil i have committed sin i no longer want to be part of this jesus please save me yeah. that is salvation yes it's not spells it's not no. words that you recite the right way it's not theology it's simply having a heart that is after god's own heart that is i i don't want to be this way anymore i repent and then and then you no longer look to your repentance or to your prayers or to how you live your life you look to Christ. You trust that what he did on that cross is a covering for your sin. And that uh, by, by, by being in that place where you no longer want to sin and you say, you know what? Because people can repent and then trust in their repentance. Yeah. See that? See, people can repent and have that heart like the thief and then trust in that as their salvation. Yeah. It is not. Look, my podcast is called It's About Christ. Because yes. it is lit, everything is literally about Christ. It, my salvation is not based on my repentance. It's based on Christ. Yeah. So I repent, yeah, but it, that's part of it. That's how I get to to even trust in Christ. But it's yes. like, it's not, I'm not looking to my repentance to say, no. well, angel says, what right do you have to be in heaven? Oh, I repented oh, of my sins. I, sin. I repented of my <laughs> sins. Yeah. And he's going to go, so? Yeah, like, nah, bro. So yeah. does the mafia. And yeah. that's why they give lots of money to people and to things because they're repentant of the things they've done wrong. Doesn't mean they get to go to heaven. So right. why are you here? The right answer is is like, uh, so why are you here? See that guy over there sitting at the right hand of God? Jesus Christ, who is God, right? Right hand of the Father, the Bible says. Yeah. Um, he said I could come because he said if I trust in him and I know him, and I would call out and I'd say, Jesus. And he'd say, my son. Yes. It's like, angel, let him in. Look, his name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's all That's all salvation is. Yes, it is. And so when a Christian doesn't act perfectly enough for you, great. Because it's not about the Christian. Yes. It's about Christ. It's a really good Christians point. suck. Humans suck. End of story. <laughs> even the best Christian is, is, is you know going to be even the most pious, you know, very like uh, uh, astute and very following the word or whatever. They're going to suck in some yes. way or another. It is about Christ. It's all about Christ. It's all about looking to Christ and not looking to men. Yeah. So I had to go on that rant. Sorry. No, I love it. It's great because it, it really. <laughs> also, it really... someone named Alice in that palace uh, left a W or, or it's a face. I know what that face is, but I don't know what to call it. I don't remember what it's called. It's like Smiley a or that like... Yeah, it's like something like that. 
Okay. Hi, welcome <laughs> right. to the stream. Yeah, Hi. welcome to yeah. the stream. I hope you you get something out of this. I really want, yeah. I really enjoy what you said there because it makes a lot of sense because it really is about it's so important to clarify what what salvation is and I really feel yeah. like you really hit the nail on the head there that it True. is not yeah. about your works it is about yeah. trusting Christ that's it's yeah. that simple. it's not even about trusting your repentance no, too right because trust Christ that's all you got to yeah. do man because he promises you I mean Jesus holds the the key to life uh, to to heaven and hell, to life and death. Yeah, to life I mean, and death, yeah. Yeah, he's the doorman to heaven, really. I mean, yeah. it's you're not getting in if he's not going to let you. It's that simple. And he will let yeah. you if you trust him. Yeah, and you trust. Right. So it's like you do the repentance is part of it because Jesus does command mm -hmm. us to repent. Yeah. But it's it's all about it's all about that part of it is just turning away from your sin. Yeah. The rest of it, the rest of your entire walk with Christ is about trusting him. Yeah. Not about how good you repent or how, like I went to church. It's like so. Like yeah, there will be many so. people. It's sad, but there will be many people on that day that look to their own works, yeah. who were the most pious, you know, uh, seemingly God fearing Christians, who trusted in themselves and trusted in their works instead of trusting in Christ, who won't make it into heaven. There are many yeah. people who are doing wonderful things on this earth right now, who won't make it into heaven because it's not about us; it's about Him. Yes. Turn to Christ, repent, and trust. Not in your repentance, not in your actions, but in Him. Yes. Beautiful. So Jesus talks about anger. Verse 21. 21. Yes. <laughs> 21. 21. <laughs> ye have 21. Heard, <laughs> 21. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Hmm. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother Just without a cause this. shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Racha. Racha. I don't know what, what does that yeah. mean, like die or you're dumb or Yeah, it's like it's like curse you. Yeah, right. Yeah, means. curse you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. He's laying out like just how hard it is to be perfect. <laughs> it's impossible, <laughs> right? essentially what it's he's saying. It's impossible is yeah. what he's saying. You can't do also, it. Alice says, hum, it's an interesting to listen to. Well, we're glad to hear you listening and hopefully you get something out of it, like Simon said. Yeah. That's the whole point is to uh, glorify God, man, and share the, share His Word with those that are. Share I mean, the again, gospel, the Bible says, the "Good let news." He that, yeah, the, 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 uh, the Bible says, "Let he that hath an ear hear." And yeah. this person that you let mentioned now, they have an ear and they're hearing. So that's really yeah. what matters here. That's great. Yeah. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee. And so, if you guys are struggling to follow along, King James version, this just means. Therefore, if you bring uh, a gift to the altar mm. and you remember that thy brother um, has uh, ought against thee, which like qualms is um, with you or something? qualms with you or has an yeah. issue with you yeah. or, or something, you know, that there's a problem that, that your brother is like, I'm angry at you because you stole my goat or something, yeah. right? you know, yeah. something like that. It says, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. So it's, mm. I think he's, I'm, hmm. I mean, he's, he's talking about before you, you come to the throne room of God, try to have peace among men, I yeah. guess, is what he's trying to say. Yeah, because this is, this is back in before, this is Jesus saying this. So it's before his sacrifice. And this was, this was while they still performed sacrifices. To, uh, I think it is also applicable as well to us, like, yeah. um, because he wouldn't just like God. Jesus never says anything that is just, just for a specific time. Everything he says has many meanings. For oh yeah, many absolutely. Times. I also think it, it, so, it is. Yeah, I also think it has meaning, like you said, that if before you come to God, before you seek God for whatever counsel you may need Him for, or or whatever you seek God for, then make sure that whatever qualms you have with your brother are settled, so yeah. that you don't, so that you you don't have. I, I think, don't think like, this means that you can't pray to him. I think that it it means that, like, this is like, okay, what is this really talking about? It's talking about doing a service for the Lord. And I think mm -hmm. what this means is that that you should be, it's like what we're doing right now is like a service for the Lord, right? Yeah. And imagine imagine if we did so with, like, a serious issue in the background that we hadn't... Yeah, imagine you and me had qualms still, like yeah. we did in the past. Like, we sure. still had the qualms, but we, we yeah. did this in spite of that. We didn't settle those qualms between us. Yeah. And we still like, just no. went to serve God this way, yeah. yeah. And I'd be like, no, settle your qualms and then focus on me afterwards. 
So that because the qualms will create some sort of malcontent between you and stuff, I think. Yeah, yeah so strife. It, yeah. It says agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him, lest any time he the adversary deliver thee to the judge. And the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost uh, farthing. It's paid every last cent, it says in other versions. Yeah. Um, like you paid your dues. Full. Yeah. I don't understand fully what that means, if I'm honest with you. Um, I mean, we can look it up. I'm going to look it up. This is, part, this is part of the Bible study, folks, is we... Uh, there's parts we don't understand. We go and look up and we try and find out what it means. Yeah, because this one is a little difficult. <laughs> we, we understand that it's agree with your adversary. That's fair. While you're still in the way with him. Well, he's probably talking about something very specific. Yeah. Um, okay, let me see what I can find. Does seem to point to make make amends with your adversary before he takes you to the judge or the officer before he takes you to the law or the uh, the officer, which will then get you arrested and then you're going to be imprisoned. Settle it among yourselves. I think it's is possibly the meaning of this. Yeah. Well, he's in the well. If we take it in context, he's talking about the law throughout the entire thing, right? Mm, yeah. And I think if we we can come back to this because it'll probably take a little bit more time to study yeah. this than we have. But I think if we we understand the basic meaning of it, is he's showing us like all throughout this entire um, sermon that Jesus is doing um, how we are simply not able to f to keep the law, and yeah. that he's showing that even in this small thing you're doing wrong. Yeah. Even as you're coming to the Lord to bring sacrifice unto me, you're still doing wrong because you're still having qualms in your life. Yeah. So he's saying like, look, it's impossible. <laughs> he's painting out how impossible it is to truly fulfill the law. Yeah. Except unless you're actually God yourself, you know, which Jesus was. So, you know, and he was able to fulfill it. But, you know, we aren't because we suck, you know. Yeah. Again, that's why we need him. Yeah. So Alice in the palace, in the palace, in the palace, the it's practical advice so they don't take you to court and get you in prison. Yeah, it is practical advice. Absolutely. It's it's not even, you can even take it that way as well. It's like Jesus is talking about these things, but he's also giving practical advice. Like, again, like we said, there's many things that you can draw out of the yeah. Bible. And I think it That's is also point. practical advice that, look, if you're having a problem with something, you should probably deal with it before you, you know, before go and do it, other things. Yeah, before it escalates. Because if you he commands there, very often to not have strife and to... Yeah. to Bible and I can't remember what a book it is, but commands us to to our best ability to be at peace with all men. Yeah, and so I, that's part of it. It's like you know, absolutely try to be at peace with all men if you can. You know, it's it, we shouldn't be warring and being. You know, there will be people that 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 will hate us, and there's nothing we can do about that. We talked about that earlier on about yeah. how Matthew talks about that they will hate you because they hated me. And I, I have experienced a lot of that. You know that. Yes, right. um, um, it's just part of it. You know, you can't please everybody, but we try and be at peace with, with everyone that we can be at peace with. And those yes. who hate us just because they do, well, whatever, you know, what are I mean, we, we going to do about it? God promised us that. So it's not yeah. a surprise to anyone. If you, yeah, uh, not, if you understand yeah. the word, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 27. Yes. Adultery. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Yeah. And this is what we use in our evangelism is yes. the scripture right here. Um, to say that pornography is wrong and that, you know, lusting is wrong and that we're we've committed these sins. Uh I want to also point out something else. See, this is why Jesus they wanted to kill Jesus. Because any man saying this to any uh, Jewish person is committing grievous blasphemy. Yeah. Think about that because he's saying, you have heard it said in the law, thou shalt not commit adultery, but I, because you have to understand something yeah, about adding to that law, the, the culture. Yeah. You have to understand something about the culture back then. If you were a teacher, 
you would say, I come in the name of teacher Matthias or yeah. whatever. And you, you were an apostle, so to speak of another teacher that had already been verified, knew the scriptures. Oops, sorry. Knew, <laughs> um, uh, uh, like, cause the, the Jews, they memorized every single word of the Bible from the, from the Torah, uh, from the very beginning to the very end, they yeah. all the books of Moses and everything else. They, they, they knew every single word. And so in order to be considered a teacher, you had to be verified by someone who already had been verified, verified, who had been verified, who had been verified all the way up the line, you know, of generations or whatever. Yeah. Right. And so when anyone spoke, they spoke in that vein, but Jesus came along and said, you have heard, and he didn't speak in anyone else's name, but his own. And so they said, well, that's blasphemy because you are now saying that you are God, essentially. Yeah. And they that knew that. Exactly that's why they saying. wanted to kill him. Yes. People said, Jesus never said that he was God. It's like he actually did the culture, so much. Yes, he did. If you understand the culture, if you understand even how he responded mm. to Pilate, if you understand, like, if you actually read the Bible, he declares it very subtly throughout the entire Bible. At never one point does he make it clear that he is not God. He yeah. makes it abundantly clear that he is. And this is one of those times where he says, "Ye have heard that it was said by them of old, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that whoever so look on a woman with lust and after her hath committed adultery. So he's saying that, look, I, this is the true meaning of it. And I can say so because I'm God. Yes. So I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. And I love that. That's great. Because that is exactly what he did. He's like, hey, man, look, I didn't, he didn't say, I am God with those words, but he was not being subtle about, you know, like you said, he was being subtle, but he was definitely. He did in some senses. They said, are you, are the Christ? Are you the son of God? And he said, you have said it so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my point being, he didn't <laughs> you know, say like, the words himself, he didn't, I am right. God, but he agreed and, and, with people. If right. Somebody said, are you the the Christ? And he said, you have said it so, right? Yeah. He said, yeah, I agree with what Jesus you're stating right now. a lot of things in yes. categories. Yeah. So like he never said, um, uh, do not break into someone's house and, you know, steal their dog. So then it's okay to steal someone's dog, right? It's like, no, he said, thou shalt not steal. Yes. And so he covers things in categories. Yeah. Well, Jesus never said homosexuality or whatever, this and that. It's like, yeah, but he covered the ca category. He covered the category and the category was very well understood in the, uh, the culture of what sexual immorality was, which was anything yes. outside of a marriage between a man and a woman. That is what God considers sexual and moral because he created sex. He wasn't like Adam and Eve started having sex. He wasn't like, well, whoops, what's happening here? You know, like he created, he created it for pleasure. He created it to create a bond between a man and a woman. And yes. so that is his ultimate creation. When we deviate from that, whether outside of marriage, whether in homosexuality, whether in whatever, we're deviating from God's natural order. And that's the problem with it. It's yeah. not because, you know, people are bigots and they don't like it or something like that. It's because it's outside of God's natural order in the same way yeah. that uh, lying is outside of God's natural order. It's not the way that he's intended us to live according to his glory. You know, that's one of the biggest misconceptions in my opinion is that people are like, Oh, Christians hate people that are homosexuals. It would be like saying people hate Christians that are liars and thieves and stuff like, no, listen, I've had that not in my evangelism. All, my I've had people in my evangelism that met people that were, uh, clearly homosexual and they stated that they were yeah. they've asked me directly we have, we have someone like, in our community you, that, that yeah. claims to be homosexual yeah. and, and they've I mean, asked me do you so you like do you hate homosexuals or uh, do you condone uh, homosexual marriage and stuff and and I was like listen I don't condone marriage it doesn't matter what I condone it doesn't said, matter I, what it, we it think said, it said I don't I don't <laughs> like, I told him I don't condone it because God doesn't condone it but in the end it doesn't matter what I think what matters is what the word of God says and I also told them no I do not condone hate homosexuals means, doesn't condone mean to disagree? No, condone means to approve of. If you condone oh, something, oh, I'm mixing yeah. up with condone. Yeah, yeah. So, Sorry. so I said I don't condone it because God doesn't. But in the end, it doesn't matter what I condone because the word right. of God is what really matters. Yeah. Um, and then I said I do no. not hate homosexuals. I told them quite the contrary. I love you. Yeah. That's why I'm warning you about your impending danger and your impending doom. Yeah. And See, it's not because often... I'm judging you for it. Well, to sure. some extent, you could say that I am, but. I'm saying to them, look, this is not what God intended for not you. Not judging with hatred. It's no, like, exactly. Yeah. I'm um, doing it out of love because I want to see them in heaven. <laughs> people often think, like, I get accused a lot. They say, well, Christians are supposed to love everybody. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand what love is. You think yes. love is letting someone jump off a cliff. Exactly. And it's like, you think love is making them feel good while they're about to jump off a cliff. Yes. 
<laughs> my friend, that is not what love is. Love is, is stop. You're going to jump off that cliff. You're gonna you don't die. see it because you got a blindfold on. But trust me, believe me, the cliff is coming. You're going to die. Please, please. You're judging me. You're hate. I'm not. I'm loving you. Please I'm turn away from the cliff. Life, man. It's and, and it's it's not it's not out of a place of hate. It's it's no. it's like look, man. I'm no better than you. Yes. I'm not sitting exactly. here saying look how great I am. I'm literally saying I suck just as much as you. The yeah. difference is is I trust in Jesus. Yes. And I know that by trusting in Him, I'm not going to take the fall. Because exactly. as soon as as soon as I meet death, I get lifted away into heaven. Where when you meet death with without you have to face God on Judgment Day. Yes. And so it's it's more about that than it is about arguing over whether homosexuality is. It's like doesn't matter what we think. It we think matter. a lot of things. In fact, the Canaanites used to think that burning babies alive was okay. Yeah. And they would have probably argued, dude, what do you mean? It's to please our God. How dare you? It's like, dude, it doesn't matter what we think. Humans are dumb. It matters what, <laughs> it, like yes. it, me included in that, by the way. And that's yes. just, you know, like all of us are just kind of dumb. It's and so God, God is the one who sets the standard. And because he's the one who created the universe, he gets, he gets to decide a being that can create the universe out of nothing. If he says this is the right way, I'm not really going to question it. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> okay, man, let's go. That's okay. Do it. Yeah. Cause you, you say created, so, let's, let's, you created yeah, let's everything. Go. The thought, the brain that <laughs> yeah. I'm using to think right now, you created I wouldn't be that here too. if it wasn't for him. It's that simple. Yeah. I owe him everything. Is uh, Alice says I'm I am big gay. If you're being accused of hate and judgment judgmentalness, maybe you're warning people in the wrong way. Um, you know you can you can really get into semantics about how to warn yeah, people true. away from the cliff. It, it look. The reason why people don't want to heed the warning is because they love their sin. Yes. It doesn't it matter if pleasure. the sign is blue, red, mm -hmm. or whatever, or the person is tall, short, who's saying it, or says in a soft voice or loud voice. The cliff is there. And the more I can upset you to get you to think about it, the better. The more that I just try and ease you away from the cliff, the, the least you're probably going to listen. Right. Yes. And, and, and you're right. There is a balance to it. You can't just go up to people and be like, you're going to hell. You know, you, you can't just, you can't Westboro no. Baptist church. No, like they are like, we fully condemn Westboro Baptist church and yeah. anyone of that ilk that thinks it's okay to just uh, beat people over the head with things. It's not about that. It's more like looking, saying, look, both the homosexual both the person that you think is a good person, mother Teresa or her, whatever, right. Someone who's, you know, this very like holy esque person or whatever. Right. Every single person has failed to, to meet God's moral standard. We're all going to hell. Yes. And so don't look to what we have to say or how we do it. Look to what Christ has to say yeah. and what his word uh, teaches us. It's not about us. It's always about Christ, you know? Yeah, and I absolutely agree with, uh, with uh, the viewer's comment that and what you said that it's it's about the way that you convey the message. So if you, like you said, you walk up to people, you yell in their face that they are going to burn in hell because they're homosexuals or whatever, that's not love, man. That's not how you do it. You Like, like you said, you still have to call them out. You still got to make them realize that what they're doing is against the will of God, but that you are warning them because you love them and because mm -hmm. you care about them and you don't want them to, to go to hell. Mm -hmm. That's why we do it. But it's absolutely, mm -hmm. I agree, that it's about how you do it. But you also got to be direct. You can't be like, oh, listen, so, uh, yeah, so here's yeah. the thing, right? So the, the thing that you're doing, uh, God doesn't really like that. So maybe you should just kind of stop doing it. Then they're going to be like, nah, I'm good. What you have to do is like, listen, man, what you're doing is against the will of God. And if you keep doing this, the punishment for here's your sin thing, is burning in hell. And it's going to be forever. The, it's going to be forever the thing torment. Is, is this <laughs> is that when Paul spoke of Jesus Christ and he spoke of people's sin, they wanted to kill him. Yes. When Jesus and Jesus did miracles, they didn't want to kill Jesus because he did miracles. They didn't want to kill Jesus because he necessarily spoke something they want. It's because he he told them what they were doing was wrong. Yeah. Look right here. It's we're talking about it right now. It's Matthew twenty eight, where it says, Whoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery already with her in his heart. And that goes both sexes. That's both ways. Yeah, um, absolutely. So they, they wanted to take Jesus out because he was offensive. The gospel should come across as offensive in your yes. sinful state. It should be, 
hitting you in the face going, you're wrong in what you're doing is wrong. And it should anger you in some sense, because what's happening there is your the light is shining upon you and you're seeing your sin for what it is. And you don't want to believe that you're like, no, I'm yeah. not sinful. It's like, but you are. And hate is a natural response because people take it as an attack, but they don't realize it's, it's love. You know, yes. we can talk about this literally forever though. Yeah. So yeah. I think we should just continue reading. Yeah. What did we get? Okay, we got to the pluck your eye out, this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 29. Yeah. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and that not thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole perish. body should be cast into hell. Perish. And not, not come, and uh, not that the whole body should, should be cast, be cast into, hell. into hell. Yeah. It hath been said, whoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you that whoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, which is sex outside of marriage, uh, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. Again, this whole section is just laying out how impossible it is to meet God's perfect standard and why yes. we need Christ. It is, you know, like Christ is a savior and you, in the, the, as uncomfortable as it is, the, the law convicts us of our sin. And that's why you need a savior. Because when you go to heaven, like no one here listening can say, um, I'm not a liar. I'm not a thief. I'm not a blasphemer. Cause if you really think about it, you've lied at one point, you may have taken something that wasn't yours at some point. I mean, a lot of people we talk to say that they don't. But I'm pretty sure everyone has and some like you took like even something that just wasn't your like a napkin or something. Everyone has stolen something. Um, and God sees that he's serious about sin. You know, we're not very serious. We see our sin as casual or whatever. Who cares? Mm. But God is very serious about it. He says that if you even have lust in your brain, that, he, that it's adultery. So God is very serious. His standard is so much more higher than ours. And he doesn't judge us by our standard. He judges us by his. Yes. And so he says, you're never going to make it. You can't make it into heaven on your own. And so it's recognizing that, that you have fallen short of the glory of God, that you have sinned. That's why you need a savior because without Christ, there's hell. It's not believe in me or else. It's like, you don't have to believe in me. It's that you, but you will be um, held accountable in the same way that if a judge, look, if you go to, to a judge and you've lived a good life, but at some point you raped and murdered three women and you slit their throats. And the judge says, are you guilty of this? And you say, yeah, I raped and murdered three women. I slit their throats. But I lived my life really well, and I helped people, and I gave millions of dollars to charity, and I did all this stuff. And he's like, great. I'm really glad that you helped out, but you're still guilty of the crime. And that crime, the blood of the innocent, that crime must be paid for. And so Jesus Christ comes into the courtroom and says, if you believe and accept me, then I will take the punishment for you. And that's what, that's what it is. It's a recognizing yeah. that Jesus is the propitiation, the Bible calls it, which means the substitution in some, it's kind of like the word substitution. Mm. He became, when, when we accept Christ, we repent of our sins and we accept Christ, our sin goes upon him. Yeah. And then he pays for our sin and that we become, that God, when we get to heaven, he says, well, you know, you're guilty of these things, but that other guy took your punishment for you. So come on in. So come on in. You're yeah. forgiven. Yes. You know, and he looks at you and he gives you a new heart. The Bible says you're a new mm -hmm. creation. And believe me, Simon was a different man when I yes. first met him. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> he was definitely a different man. He wasn't, yeah. uh, you know, the worst, the worst, but he was definitely a diff no, different. No, I, I, I uh, mean, I, I still suck, but I sucked way yeah. more at that point in time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He sucked way, <laughs> way, way more at that point. You know, essentially what I'm saying is that God gave him a new heart, you know? Yes, he did. And yeah. I owe him everything. And I'm so grateful to him for doing that. And I, I just, you know, I live to serve him. I do everything I can to glorify God. He, he is my everything. You know, I mean, I just, I can't really express it in any other way. I decided to yeah. give my life to him and live for him. My life doesn't matter yeah. without him. That's how simple yeah. it is for me. Yeah. And this life is, has lost its, its draw. The yeah. things of this life, including the sins yes. are really not that important anymore nope. because there's an answer. And it's not just to some sort of religious delusion. It's a real Absolutely thing. Not. Like yes. it's not a religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's no, a real it's relationship with actual Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. And like we said earlier on in our uh, uh, live stream, 
there'll be many who perform many wonderful things for Christ, but never knew him that won't yeah. make it into heaven. It's really all about like recognizing that your sin is bad and no longer wanting to do it. Trust in Jesus Christ. So trust in what he did for you and get to know him. Read your yeah. Bible, talk to him, get to know him, get to know Christ. It's a re he's, he's alive. By the way, if you actually test it, you actually get to know him. Some people will say, well, I did once and God never answered me. That's because some pastor told you that, that, you know, ask God to reveal himself to you and he will. The Bible says that God doesn't hear the prayer of the wicked. If you have a, a proud heart, God won't. He's not going to. I'll tell you a story. <laughs> um, I'll do it quickly and then we can get back into. Um, I'll tell basically my testimony, why I'm a Christian. I mean, I'm going to share that. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, I mean, it's not just it's so, a Bible study, but we can still share things that are important yeah. to it. So. so I was unsaved. I was like 13 years old. And I said, God, if you're real. And I was saved like apparently when I was four, four years old at some Bible camp. Um, and uh, by the time I was 13, I didn't believe anymore. I thought I was dumb. And um, I said, if God's real, he's going to have to prove himself to me. He's not actually out there. You know, he's going to have to prove himself to me, my arrogant little 13-year-old thing that yeah. the God of the universe has to come to me to prove yeah. himself to me. It's like, shut up, man. That's like asking the queen. Speck. I don't believe in the queen. And the queen has to come to me and show herself to me. It's like, yeah. no. Like, what are you, stupid? Like, that's not. A, and this is the king of the universe, right? Yeah. Um, and um, uh, so I went to a church, and they were doing this thing about speaking in tongues. And uh, I'm not a big, you know, tongues person. Uh, there's that's another subject we can go into and teach on a different date. Yeah. Essentially, what happened though is I was sitting in my room at this time in foster care, and I prayed to the Lord. I said, "God, if you're real, please give me the words." And then that's when the presence of God came into the room, uh, hit me in the stomach like a like a spear or something went poof and hit me right in the stomach, and it felt like um like waters, just a torrent of waters, and just like power and it, and it it felt like love and it felt like uh it was it was really clear to me in that moment that these are not emotions that i'm feeling these are emotions from something else that that are that i'm feeling on top of my emotions do you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's like it wasn't coming from me it was, it was coming not, yeah outside it. it wasn't you yeah it's not inside of you it came from like and i began to speak source. in tongues and i gave my life over to christ and i said i'm sorry for ever doubting you and to this day i've asked god to never do that something like that to me again because it was terrifying yeah it, when you when you feel the presence of god the real presence of god not just this false presence of god that goes around and <clears throat> these false christian uh things but when you feel the real presence of god you cannot doubt it's not even that you um refuse to doubt you you literally cannot your spirit knows exactly who is in that room yeah and that changed my life forever. <laughs> and I've gone through many things. I used to believe in this and I used to believe in that. And I used to believe in this and I've gone up and down and all around. And, you know, I used to believe in this and, and these sorts of, um, you know, like word of faith or whatever, and all the different like things that are not actually biblical. And God has just kind of directed me to where I am now. Yeah. So you can do the same for you, by the way, not that you'll have an experience like that. Cause Simon didn't, not everyone does. I mean, my I... experience was unique, I guess, but it's yeah, certainly, my... Go ahead. So, no, no, yeah. I, I'm, I'm let you finish. Then I'll just. No, I'm uh, done. That's good. Okay. Because Go. my experience was not like you said. It, it wasn't like a <laughs> as extreme as yours or as as uh, inspirational or whatever you want to call it. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not whatever it is. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, to me, it was like honestly, I think it's because there was so much wrong with me that God yeah, had to like change things inside of yeah. me because you know I I went through a lot growing up. So to me, it was like but yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah. To me, it was like I remember you t talking about God in the beginning of a relationship or a friendship, and I was like, yeah. and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's great, whatever, bro, whatever, bro. <laughs> you know, I believe there's something out yeah. there, but I don't know what it is. Blah 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 blah. The, the more you presented yeah. evidence to me, I was like, huh. Right. I started yeah. using my brain, you know, uh, uh, not my yeah. heart. I started thinking with logic and yeah. reason. I was like, yeah. huh. Okay, all of right. this evidence makes a lot of sense. There is no other yeah. reasonable explanation to the existence of the universe other than God. And why the Christian God? Because of the evidence from the bible and all the archaeological evidence philosophical evidence all that stuff and yeah. so i just decided to pray to him i was standing in my kitchen one day i was like you know what let's give it a shot i realized yeah. that i suck and i and, and i don't want to go to hell i mean i all of this points to him being real i don't want to go to hell i realized i suck i need jesus <laughs> so yeah. i prayed to him i i repented of my sin because I, I told him look i'm sorry i suck i know that i need i need a savior i need you <laughs> i can't do this without you i realized that and I asked yeah. him to come into my heart and I told him, I, I'm going to put my trust in you, man. That's, let's go. 
Yeah. And at the moment I did yeah. that, I just had this relief. Relief. It's like this, this massive weight upon my shoulders was just lifted instantly. I just felt yeah. instant happiness and joy in that moment. It's like, oi, that felt yeah. amazing. And it wasn't like yeah. that whole psychological, like I'm saved now, I'm happy. Yeah, man, it man. was something else. It was you spiritual. Were, yeah, it was, it was spiritual. There was, the there was says an actual a peace. Yes, that that surpasses all yes. understanding. And that's what you had. You had that yeah. peace that you cannot explain because yeah. you don't understand why you have it. You just do. Yeah. And I remember explaining that to you. it's the same peace you. that we have when we look at the world and it's falling apart and everything. We go, praise Jesus, the Lord is coming. Yeah. It's like, I don't, there's things that you cannot understand and I until you give your life to Christ. I, and I, I, ex yeah, I explained that to you, Chris. I remember telling you that. And yeah. this was before I even started and, reading the Bible. And you hadn't told me yeah. this. I didn't. I, I, I actually... Just, I wasn't just espousing something that you told me or just repeating yeah. whatever I've heard somebody else say. It was an right. actual experience. And, and you, I remember you right. being like, wow, okay, that's amazing. Because because I finally worked up the courage yes. to confront you. And I kept talking about Jesus and I kept leaving it open. I kept, never like forced it on you. And I, I eventually worked up the courage and says, Simon, have you ever considered giving your life to Christ? And you tell you told me I already did. I did that like you know a few days ago or it's something. It's like, dude, like I, I already did that like a and couple days ago. And I remember ago, I cried, and I remember I uh, yeah. I just I cried for a while actually, yeah. just thinking about. It. I was so I was so happy yeah. that you that I was going to see you that you weren't going to hell and that you were my best friend in the entire world was going to actually go to heaven with me. And it was just ah, oh, it was the best moment, one of the best moments of my entire life to know that somebody I loved and cared about probably more than uh, most people in my life. Cause you know, like we said, I've had a bit of a difficult life with not so awesome people um, yeah. forgive them nonetheless, but you know, um, not so awesome people involved. And then my, the person that I love the most on the planet, you know, also I knew that when they were going to die, I got eternity with them now. It's yeah. like, woo, you know, it's, <laughs> it's such a great thing. So it was, yeah. Death has lost its sting. My yes. friend. It has. Okay, so we're on uh, 33, and we'll go to 37, and then we'll uh, close it up, I think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so, okay. too. Okay. Um, again, you have heard that it has been said by them that... Uh, blah, 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 blah. It has hey, been Vanessa. said by them... Welcome uh, in. Yeah, welcome in. Again, you have heard that it has been said of them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Neither yeah. shalt thou swear by thy head, because thou canst not make one hair white or black, but yeah. let your communication be yea, yea, yes. nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. So so what that means is let your communication be, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yeah. Let your yea be yea, your yes be yes, mm. and your no be no. For whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil, because you you can't control anything. No, you can't. You can't swear by heaven because it's not yours. You can't swear by the earth because it's not yours. You can't swear by someone else because it's not yours. You can't swear by Jerusalem because it's not yours. He's basically saying you can't even change the color of your hair. There's nothing you can do. Just just if you say something, do it. Yeah. If you say you're not going to do something, don't do it. Like yeah. and, and you guys probably know, there's someone in your life that says something and doesn't do it, and it's just frustrating. It's like why? Yes. Jesus is saying don't do that. He's saying Either let's commit or don't. Yeah. Yeah. If it's yes, then let it be yes. If it's no, then let it be no. Yeah. And this is a big problem, I think, forever. You know, all humans, you know, have <laughs> struggled with letting their yes be like, and that's part of lying because we lie, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, so I, I mean, the great Bible study, we do this every second Sunday. Uh, we have a Discord if you guys are uh, interested to join and if you're not already in there and hear what God um, has to say to you there's we have place where you can ask for counseling uh, and advice bible questions uh, prayer and also a bunch of evidence for jesus christ that you can look through videos that you can watch in your own time and you know uh, yes. find out why we are we've come to this conclusion which is the most logical and rational conclusion yeah we focus on being a service to the people out there that are looking for christ yeah and that are that are interested in knowing christ it's not yes uh a ministry where we do apologetics, which means we don't often involve ourselves in debating people. That's not really what we do. We're just here to love people yeah. and to be a resource for them, to pray for them and to, to not throw judgment upon them. Like we talked about the subject of homosexuality today. You are no more evil 
if you're a homosexual than I am. No. You're no more evil. We're all evil, okay? So it's not about the specific sin that you struggle with. It's it's about turning to Christ. Yes. So let's uh, let's pray for them. You want to pray? You want to do it this time again? Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to? <laughs> no, no, I'll do it. Okay, sweet. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, I pray to you. I ask you that those who were present in the live stream today, that they listened intently to your word, that they took it to heart, that they took your gospel to heart, that they truly and and completely understand what your gospel really is, what your word really is, who you really are, what you can do for them. Yeah. Not that you owe them anything, but that they owe you everything, that they would not exist were it not for you. And that yeah. you will help them let go of the sin that holds them back, whatever it is that currently prevents them from giving themselves fully onto Christ, trusting in yeah. Him alone for their salvation, whatever it is, be it, yeah. be it be it great, be it small, it doesn't matter. I I pray that you help them realize that they yeah. are sinners, and everyone is essentially they're wicked, they're evil, they need a savior if they want to go to heaven, because the alternative is something that I do not Pretty want awful. for anyone. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, yeah, it's bad, Lord. It's really bad. You know that because you created it. Yeah. Um, so really, Lord, that's all I want to do. I just want to ask that you soften their heart, you open their minds, you make yeah. them realize Jeez. that we're doing this for them, for, for yeah. them to realize that they need you and yeah. you know, give their lives to you, really. In yeah. Jesus' name, I pray. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Stick around, people, and uh, come back for the next one and join our Discord. We're here for you, all right? Yes. We're here to to be a service unto you as Christ has commissioned us to do so. So Yeah. We love you. Just yes, remember we do. that. We do. All okay. of this is out of love. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see you guys in the next one. Yeah. Bye. Take care and thank you for being here.